the Vans Mansfield Ministries Outreach Church, Faith Over Fear Broadcast. We pray this presentation is a blessing to you as we grow together through studying and rightly dividing God's living word. Thank you for tuning in with us. And now, here's your host, Pastor Vance Mansfield. Welcome back to the broadcast. I'm going to be talking today about some secrets of healing, if we could call them that. Uh, I have learned over the years how certain things work and how God does certain things. Uh, and what I have learned, I have taken mental notes and actually written down some things and what I call formulas to how God operates in certain ways. And some of the things that I have come to understand were how God goes about using us uh, to heal people. So I'm going to talk today about what I'm calling or what I would call the secrets of healing. And in that, we're going to start in Acts chapter 28 and verse 8. And Acts 28, 8 says, And it came to pass that the father of Publius lay sick of a fever and a bloody flux, to whom Paul entered in and prayed and laid hands on him, and healed him. Now, I want you to notice that it says that Paul entered in and Paul laid hands on him and Paul healed him. Now, I know that a lot of people struggle with that and think, oh, well, we don't have the power to heal anyone. Jesus gave us that power. And that's the very reason that you can't get anyone healed is because you believe that you don't have the power to do it. When you, the first thing you've got to do is come to the understanding that God gave you the power and God gave you the authority to command healing. But you can't doubt it. You can't sit there halfway through it and say, well, you know, it's, uh, it's all God from way out there somewhere at a place called heaven. Now, see, there, there are rules to this, and we're going to get into some of those rules. I want to continue reading here in verse 9. It said, and when this was done, others also, which had diseases in the island, came and they were healed. Okay, so it wasn't just one person. This wasn't an isolated incident. This was something that went on throughout this island. Verse 10, it says, who also honored us with many honors. And when we departed, they laded us with such things as were necessary. Now, I want you to notice some things that took place here. Paul went to a place. Paul went into a room. Paul laid hands on someone, and Paul healed somebody. Okay? And then, after that took place, the rest of the island brought their sick, and they were healed. After the job was done, the apostles didn't linger. They were leaving. But before they left, Notice this, they honored us with many honors, and when we departed, they laded us with such things as were necessary. Now, we are very well aware that the apostles did not charge uh, for a healing. They didn't do it. But the people, by revelation, responded and supplied them with what they needed, and some of what they needed was money. Okay, now, 
there are people that are watching this that need a healing. Now, I'm not going to tell you that if you gave $1,000, you'd be healed, or if you gave a dollar, you would be healed. That's not how it works. But a lot of you are laying there needing a healing and have never supported the work of any ministry anywhere. And when you get into these positions, then you want God to come and rescue you. Go on and turn me off, I dare you, because I've got the answers you need for healing. (laughs) Okay? Now look. Some people can get upset if they want to, but here's the reality of the situation. We just go on about our lives and act like everything's fine until we're at a place where medical science cannot fix us. And when we get to that place, then we start to ask God and start to call on preachers and, oh, Pastor Vance, I've followed you for years. I have no idea who these people are. I've never seen them in a meeting. I've never had an email or a letter from them. We've never received an offering from them. There's been no trace of these people in over a decade, but they've followed us for years when they're sick and dying. See, and... Does that stop us from praying for him? Absolutely not. See, you can't you can't work in that condition. You can't operate in I'll only pray for you if you give me money. That's that's not how it works and that's not how the apostles did it here. But the people reciprocated by revelation. They received the spiritual things from the apostles so they sowed into them their carnal things. And that is, in actuality, as much as I hate to admit this, those of you that actually have followed me for years know uh, that I'm, I don't like, I wouldn't want to admit this too much, but that is actually the reality of the situation. Okay, so they honored them with many honors and had laden them or had given them the things that were necessary. They didn't just give them money. They gave them clothes and food and everything that was necessary for their journey. Now, I want to go to 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 24. Now, we're going to get into some keys here. We're going to start to unlock some things that is going to cause some of you to begin to operate in healing. And not just so much healing with everyone around you, but we're going to unlock some things that is going to call some of you to operate in healing in your own body. Now, I could sit here and talk about miracles and healings uh, all night long or all day long, and it's not going to mean very much to you because a lot of you, most of you that follow us now uh, digitally, uh, we've never met. You've never been into any of my services. You've never seen God operate or anything. But one thing I can tell you is I live my entire life in what I call divine health. As some of you are going, what is, what does divine health mean? That, that to me is the ultimate attaining of healing and a healing ministry where you don't have to have the power to, to pray your sickness off. You just don't get sick. See, I've been doing this for a little bit over a decade. And I have not had as much as a cold in a decade because I believe in divine health. Now, you don't have to believe that. 
you don't have to believe in divine health. And that's, that's not going to upset me or offend me or cause us to break fellowship. That's, we don't, we don't do things like that. See, though that doesn't matter to me because you're the one going to be sick, not me. See, I've got a lot of friends that are passing away uh, from different viruses and different things and all of this stuff happening around. And a lot of these people have kind of scoffed at the idea of divine health. And it's not because they didn't hear about it, because I talk about it to everyone. People are like, oh, you need to, you need to do this and take these precautions. No, I don't. I have divine health. If your virus touches me, your virus dies, not me. Anyway, let's go on to 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 24. And it says, Who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, being dead to sin, should live under righteousness by whose stripes you were, look at the wording, past tense, you were healed. This isn't something that's coming in the future. It's something that's already been done. You were healed. Now, I know a lot of you are sitting there going, uh, well, if I've been healed, then how come I'm not showing the results of a healing? Well, I got the answer for you. You just don't believe that you've already been healed. I hear you. Who do you think you are to tell me what I believe? I'm the one that's whole and you're the one that's sick. I'm the one that hasn't been sick in over a decade and you're the one that gets it every year. Okay, that's that's who I am. I, I'm the one that doesn't get sick. So let's talk about this. Let's find out why I don't get sick, but most of you have experienced sickness recently. By whose stripes? Who, who are we talking about? We're talking about Jesus, the Christ, when he was in a flesh body that was sent from God, born of a virgin. He took the stripes. He laid down his life. And then on the third day, he took it up and rose from the grave. That's who we're talking about. That's whose stripes. By whose stripes? You were healed. Okay. Now, if you're if you've already been healed, then why do we get sick? Why does sickness actually come to begin with? How does it even start? Well, it starts with a lot of that Babylonian teaching that came out of the religious organizations that we used to attend and called home. That's where it starts because they've preached you a doctrine of death for so long you have believed it. They preached you that you have to be sick. They preached you that you have to die. They preached you that one of these days it's all going to be okay in glory land by and by. They have preached you that you're just weary, miserable pilgrims going through a weary world that is not your home. Let me tell you something. You are at home. This is where you live. And let me just go on a little further to say that the reason you're at home and this is where you live is because God came to you. Where is the city 
that is set on the hill. You are. Where is the tabernacle that you shall build me? You are. Know you not that your body is the tabernacle of the Holy Ghost? That you were bought with a price and you are not your own? Do you not know this? See, you are the tabernacle of the living God. You are the place where God dwells. In my Father's house are many dwelling places. You are the dwelling place. You are what was called the mansion. This isn't something that Jesus is building. You are it. He's already built it. You're the tabernacle. You're the mansion. You're the dwelling place. And where I am, that's Jesus speaking, where he is, there we will be also. Where is he? He's inside of us. Where are we? We're right here with him. Okay, so that is the number one problem in what is called the church. It's not the church. It's what people call the church. It's the number one problem in the religious organizations. It's the number one problem in what we have been eating all these years. See, and as long as we're eating that poison, we're going to continue to die and be sick. Okay, so I, I hear you. Are, are you saying that we're never going to go to a grave? I'm saying that you absolutely, 100%, do not have to go to a grave. Then they say, well, what if you drop dead? Well, I'm not going to be here to see it anyway, so what's it matter? See? Get out of the flesh. Quit thinking flesh. Get your mind to where Christ is. Put on the mind of Christ. These are some keys that you've got. Before we can ever get into the actual things that I have come to understand about healing and, and the things that I have uh, shown to work, you have first got to get rid of all of these things that you have cling to. We used to call them sacred cows. I would tell people, I'm getting ready to go cow tipping. The sacred cows that we've held up and idolize these beliefs and these ideas because mommy and daddy believed them and our pastor preached them and the church that we love so dearly uh, held that to their moral creed and if you preached anything outside of their bylaws and their constitutions no matter if it was in the bible or not it was unacceptable see so these are all things that have got to go and if you're not willing to let that garbage go then you're going to continue to stay in your sickness. See, you've got to die to all of that. It's got to die to you, and you have got to die to it. You can't sit there believing all that baloney, all that nonsense, and expect God to operate in you like he did in the Apostle Paul here. It doesn't work that way. If Paul would have held on to his old law teachings... Do you think that he would have really been over there healing the sick? Do you think that he would have preached all night long until a man fell asleep, fell out of a balcony, out of the window, and died? Paul went over there and raised him back to life? Listen, Paul walked over there, and basically, I'm going to 
paraphrase here, said, you're not going to die in my service, pulled him back to life. Now, if Paul was still under the law, do you think that that would have been? No, it be, no, he couldn't have done that. It had to be through the grace of Jesus Christ. It had to come through a transformation that took place when Paul got knocked off his horse. And see, that was kind of symbolic too, because Paul was knocked off his high horse. Paul was one of the greatest in the law. Not only was he a Jew, but he was also a Roman citizen. He had authority in multiple places. Do you see? But he let all that go so that he could walk in here and lay his hands on somebody and heal them. He suffered beatings, imprisonment, all so he could preach the gospel of the kingdom of God and lay his hands on people and raise them up. Now, what about the people that have prayed for the sick and the sick have been healed that don't preach all of this? See, there was a time when God moved in the masses. But I think it's pretty evident that he's not doing that right now. If he was... Everybody would be doing it like they were back then, but he's not moving that way because he's bringing this back to balance so that we understand the word first, the truth first. See, we cannot be the generation that seeks a sign. We have got to be the generation that is embedded in the truth. We have got to stay in the word and it comes from the word first. If the word goes against your moral creed and doctrines and ideas, take the word, take the Bible, get rid of the rest. Stay with the Bible, get rid of the rest. Because the rest isn't going to save you. The rest isn't going to get you healed. It's not going to get your family healed. It's not going to get your family saved. It's not going to bring you into a place of perfection. Only the word can do that. Only the truth can do that. And Jesus said in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I encourage you to tune in to the next part of the broadcast. We are going to be getting in to some of the secrets and some of the keys, whatever you want to call them, concerning healing. This is something that needs to be taught because a lot of people are asking me about it. So I figured there's no better time like the present to get into it. So be sure to check out our website, get on our mailing list so that you can be notified every time we're doing something. And if you could make a donation, please go to pastorvancemansfield.com and make a donation. Listen to this message as we go off the air. you for tuning into this broadcast. We pray it has been a blessing to you all. Do not forget to like us and follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Be sure to check out our podcast titled Faith Over Fear with Pastor Vance Mansfield on all of your favorite stations. If you are not a partner yet, you would like to join this mighty move of God across the nations, go now to our website, PastorVanceMansfield.com to create a special partnership with the work of God's kingdom. And you can write to us making your checks payable to the Vance Mansfield Ministries Outreach Church, P.O. Box 8882, Fort Worth, Texas 76124. And remember, it is the Father's good pleasure 
pleasure to give you the kingdom.